Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have an expert burger taster, uh, Raf Ciancio. Um, apart from burger tasting, what, what else do you do? <laughs> I love that's where we started. By the way, I did not self-name myself an expert burger taster. That oh, I hope not. <laughs> so nobody else did that, but I'm happy to be called that. So that, that's good with me. Uh, uh, by trade, I am a hospitality marketing consultant. Uh, I help restaurants to make uh, marketing technology decisions and also to work on their acquisition and retention efforts. Um, and then additionally, I also own a hamburger joint in New York City. Cool. The um, Handcraft Burgers and Brews. Yes, sir. Right uh, in Manhattan, right? Yes, sir. For, for cool. those of you that are in that area or visiting that area, we're 50 steps from Bryant Park. Cool. I, I had to look it up on Google uh, because <laughs> I, I, hap- I happen not to be in the area, but when I am in New York, I'll definitely go visit you guys. Let's talk uh, restaurant marketing today because I have some experiences in restaurant marketing um, that might cause me to be a little biased. Uh, I have uh, some friends working in restaurants. Uh, uh, I know some chefs here in the Netherlands as well. But um, for me, restaurant marketing has always been a, a an area that I stayed away from because um, a lot of chefs care about cooking and delivering quality, high quality, the best quality food, not particularly interested in marketing. So I'm looking forward for this conversation because you obviously found out a, a way to to help them to consult a lot of uh, uh, restaurant owners on, on how to do this, how to uh, build their marketing stack. Amazon just wrote a piece on you. It's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So um, what, what, you know, why do good, let's start with that. Do good restaurants even need marketing? Yeah, I mean, you know, I would tell any business, restaurants or not, that marketing is what drives sales, right? And and marketing is not just how you promote, but how you communicate uh, and attract people to your business. So does a restaurant need marketing? Yeah. I mean, you think about this. In New York City alone, there are 25,000 uh, licenses for restaurants, right? 25,000 restaurants where you can go eat. And that doesn't include a bodega or a convenience store or a group. Like there are other places you can get food as well. Mm-hmm. So the competition is incredibly high, right? It's incredibly high. And and the way that you differentiate your restaurant from another restaurant is not only by providing a quality experience, right? Because it is an experience-based business. But then how the way that you attract and retain your guests is entirely through marketing. Entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Apart from all the obvious stuff, like 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 good reviews and review marketing, what kind of um, technologies do do um, restaurant owners need in their marketing stack nowadays to basically set themselves apart from other restaurants? You know, I love this question. Thank you for asking it. Um, I think the temperature has changed, right? The number one, like the central piece of technology for a restaurant is typically their their point of sale or a POS system, mm-hmm. right? That That is the one thing everybody decides like, oh, what POS are you going to use or what POS are we using? And my thoughts are this, the POS is tied to the transaction, right? Somebody paying for the food or, or you know, using their credit card, using cash, whatever. It's tied to the transaction, that is only one touch point in a customer journey, 
right? Paying for the food is one touch point. But the customer is going to look at your restaurant on Google. They're going to read reviews on Yelp. They're going to see your content on Instagram. Maybe they're subscribed to your email marketing. Maybe you're going to send out Facebook advertising. Maybe you want to reach out to them afterwards to ask for feedback. Like there's lots of other touch points in a customer journey. And the point of sale doesn't align at all to all these other points. You know, I think that uh, a, a customer journey for a restaurant, for a guest to dine with a restaurant, it starts and ends online. And the only offline part of the journey is actually eating the food. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. all the other touch points that a guest has with a restaurant is digital. So to me, it begs the question is, should the point of sale system continue to be the center point of technology for a restaurant? I would argue it's probably worth questioning. I would look at it this way, and this is how we look at it at my restaurant. We think that you know the CRM or the customer relationship management tool is almost more important or equally vital to the point of sale because we have to manage guest communication. You know, we're going to send you an email to promote our new menu. We're going to send you a text message after the meal to get your feedback. We're going to post on social media to get you engaged. We're going to promote via you know Facebook and Instagram ads. I can't get the information I need to be able to market to you correctly just from your transaction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, that leads me to, to, to the next question because you are the, the um, head of, of uh, marketing or CMO at the uh, company you founded, Handcraft Burgers. Uh, just take that as an example. But you also consult a lot of other or, or advise a lot of other uh, businesses, um, how many restaurants actually do have marketing managers? Uh, you know, you, well, so in, in America, we look at restaurants in basically two kind of segments, right? Mm-hmm. There are independent operators. And so this would be what somebody might call a mom and pop or like a single location, mm-hmm. you know, maybe two locations. And then there's, you know, multi-units. This is restaurants that are, you know, franchising, branding, growing. And chains. so yeah. yeah, chains, they kind of don't operate in the same way. And even at the chain level, like a, a 20 to 50 unit chain doesn't operate nearly the same as like a five to a thousand units. But anyway, um, you know, when you look at the difference between those two and the question is, do they have a marketing manager? If you are a multi-unit restaurant above, I don't know, five to 10 units, the chances that you have a a team member whose job is marketing is very high. Mm -hmm. It's very high. Now they might be wearing a lot of hats, right? Absolutely. They they might be doing search and paid and social and they might be doing lots of things. Um, at the independent operator level, it's uh, it's it's more likely that you do not have a marketing person, and that you know the owner or maybe somebody on their staff kind of like updates Instagram or sends out an email here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that that's what I've seen a lot. But um, the fact that you're well, you're already in, during your introduction, you you already mentioned a lot of technologies and channels that marketing uh, that that can be used in a marketing stack or a marketing approach by restaurants. If you're a smaller restaurant, you also need to own those channels, work on those channels. So that, that almost asks for a dedicated uh, like resource on marketing or doesn't it? Well, you know, of course, this is the marketing guy talking here. So of course my opinion is going to be skewed, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I look at this way, like you wouldn't open up a pizza shop without an oven right? Like you have to be able to cook the pizza. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's 2022 here. 
And, you know, people are on Google, people are on social media, people have email, like, why would you open up a restaurant without marketing? It's, it's, it's more important. Nobody's going to know about how great your ribs are if you're not marketing it. You know what I mean? Like word of mouth used to be, you know, hey, I walked by your restaurant, your, you know, your real estate did your marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now that like, especially like in a COVID era where like people are at home or there's more work from home and there's less travel, and we're not going downtown anymore. Like, I don't walk by your restaurant the same way anymore. You have to reach me. And, you know, I don't know if this is happening in the Netherlands, but it's a big trend here in America uh, is these this concept of like a ghost kitchen or a virtual brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they're huge. Well, if you don't even have a storefront, you have to do marketing. How else am I going to find out about it? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have, I think, the same going on here, like restaurants that, that don't own these, like, we call them a locations in in like the, the, the best neighborhoods that that draw people just by being on that spot but the point i'm trying to make here is that and that's my experience a lot of restaurant owners start a restaurant because they have a passion for cooking or a passion for uh, let's say uh uh having people in their stores or a passion for a passion for people they don't have a passion for marketing that's that's my experience with with a lot of restaurant owners. And I and I, I think that's great because I love to eat at good restaurants. Um, but um, the, um, the thing I'm trying to find out here is like, how do you move that that the like, interest of a restaurant owner from not only being great at cooking, but also to being great at marketing? Uh, well, you know, look, I would say this. Um, my life's motto is be awesome at two things and outsource everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily suggest that chefs or operators go become great marketers um, unless they want to. I would suggest that they spend some time understanding the value of marketing and understanding sort of the, the basic mechanics and strategies and then bringing on either a, a direct team member or hiring an agency to do it for them. Right. But having enough knowledge of what these things are, why they're important, how they work so that they understand what's happening. They just don't have to do it. You know what Love I mean? it. Yeah, I know. And it's a, um, that's that's a lot of uh, very worthful uh, uh, content. Right. So yeah, I, um, I, like to, I like to joke. They don't call them restaurant marketers. They call them restaurant operators. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So um, what one of the other things that I've seen taking a huge um uh it got we've got a lot of attention like the last years is like these these groupon kind of uh things that restaurants were doing um we, to which i think you know the pitch that groupon or similar companies often have is like you, you you do this once and then you and then it's your job to get those people back into your restaurant and that's where typically the failure is um they don't have that right so it's a one off campaign they get people to uh, spend some time in a restaurant, offer 70, 80% off, um, and they never see them back. What, what's your what's your take on those kinds of promotions? So the, the Groupon thing definitely had a moment here as well. It's it's certainly died off at this point. Groupon now is all like clothing and, and technology, uh, you, know, you know, iPhone accessories, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the, the restaurant version of it. However, it did really like uh, insert into the public mindset, the idea of like discounting and coupons and value. And I don't necessarily uh, advocate for coupons and discounts at a, at a, 
as an acquisition tool through a third party, right? So would I advocate for discounts if I was going to get the guest to transact directly, like place an order through my website or make a reservation through my reservation system? I would, right? But I wouldn't advocate for couponing through a third party like a Groupon or basically, here's the deal. The most important part of marketing for a restaurant is guest communication, right? And guest communication can come in the form of social media, email, text messaging, right? Or, or in-app notifications. What is the way that you're gonna give me permission to be able to send you a message, right? Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, I have to have your contact info. To text you, I gotta have your number. To email you, I gotta have your email. To get you to download my app, I gotta have your email, right? And so when somebody makes a purchase through something like a Groupon or any third party, like, you know, here in the States, Grubhub is big or DoorDash, Mm -hmm. Uber Eats, that third party maintains your contact info, right? Mm -hmm. I don't get your email address or phone number and therefore I can't market to you. And so to me, doing a discount to acquire somebody and then not getting their contact info, I would call that a mistake, right? It, it, there is some argument here in the, in the States that, um, you know, third party delivery services like Grubhub or Uber Eats or DoorDash are a great source of acquisition. They are, but I would only advocate for them if you had what I call conversion tactics is getting getting somebody's email. So to go back to your example of Groupon, if a restaurant wanted to use Groupon because they thought there was a value in acquiring there and they knew how to drive, you know, long term value. As long as there is a system for collecting emails, right? So let's say I buy the Groupon, but I'm required to then make a reservation, right? And as long as that reservation technology takes my email address and the restaurant gets the email address, well, then the customer is mine now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that example is just a great example uh, that you're giving there. And I, uh, if if you are using like Uber Eats or like like a um, acquisition strategy, you need to also have the rest of your marketing uh, aligned with that and have something like to follow that up, have a lead nurturing program or a customer loyalty program and have your staff informed about it as well. Because that's the that's the thing I recently noticed with Uber. Um, I, I, I Let me give you this example because I, I, I was shocked by it actually because I owned uh, or I ordered something with, um, with a chicken restaurant, a KFC. So don't blame me for it. I, I ordered something there. Um, I, um, I ordered through uh, Uber and I decided to pick it up myself. So I um, order it in the app, drive to the KFC like a couple of minutes pick it up, literally had to wait for 10 minutes. I was the only customer, only customer in the room. I had to wait for 10 minutes because the guy that happened to be serving there uh, was so busy with the drive-through that he didn't have time for people standing there. Um, First thing he says to me, oh, are you that customer that ordered through Uber? Um, You shouldn't have done that. He literally told me that. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. That's way too expensive. It's like 25% cheaper if you order directly with us. And by the way, I don't know what time you're coming because the app doesn't tell me that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that he, so. That still happens. So he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually do advocate for a restaurant to, to explain to their guests why it's uh, preferred to order direct. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would probably suggest he use a different way to explain it. Well, it definitely <laughs> made me think. <laughs> I, I did not. I, I literally, I did not know that that food was more expensive when I ordered through Uber. I didn't know that. I use Uber for for uh, taxis all the time, but um, I, I I started using it for for ordering food, and I didn't even know that it was like more expensive. But the way they treated me there is like you're stupid. You know, it's like that's that that was the feeling that that I left the company with or the, that KFC with. So I'll probably order my food somewhere else next time. Yeah, but. I, would, I would say that he could have chosen that. He could have chosen different words, but he's not wrong. It the, the lowest cost guarantee way to order is typically directly from the restaurant. And ultimately the restaurant makes more money because they're not paying a commission to that third. Party. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I fully understand that. Um, and, and that's, that's why you, you typically order on the website or directly with that restaurant. So, um, that, that one of my my final questions here is like, um, if you would you you have like a restaurant, but if you would have to start over, or if you're working on your plans for 2022, what would be your ideal technique marketing tech stack as a restaurant owner okay. or operator? I'm gonna go rapid fire here. Okay, so I think you have to, when you think about what tech you want to bring into your restaurant, you have to think about which tech enables a smoother experience for the customer. Okay. Now we're just, I'm just going to talk about marketing. I'm not going to talk mm -hmm. about operations here. Okay. How do most people discover a restaurant? Well, here in America, they go to Google or Yelp and they search for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you need technology that helps you to manage all of the information about your business that lives on Google and Yelp and Facebook and Bing and TripAdvisor and Foursquare and, and all these other places where people go to discover restaurants that's called listings management. I, I prefer a technology called Marquee, M-A-R-Q-I-I. It basically makes it ridiculously easy to manage all the information that people need when they go to search on all of those sites, right? So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, so let's see somebody searching. What's the next thing they're going to do? Hopefully, they're going to make a reservation or place an online order. So you need technology that makes online ordering or making a reservation really smooth and easy and captures their information, right? Mm -hmm. What's the next thing you're going to want to do? Well, you're going to want to make sure that once you've captured their email, you're going to want to e email market to them afterwards, right? You want to send out weekly newsletters, welcome email flows, lapsed guest flows. Like it's the number one form of retention here is email. So you need not only do you need an email provider. I like MailChimp because it's cheap. It's easy. They have lots of integrations. It works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Constant contact is fine too. But then what you really need is a customer relationship management tool, a CRM which is a way to analyze and, and segment your guests based on their behaviors, right? Their preferences. Uh, I use a tool called Bicky, B-I-K-K-Y. Bicky's unbelievable. Uh, not only does it make segmenting and uh, automated marketing to your guests through email ridiculously easy, but I actually know the value of every single email I send to my guests. I send an email, I open up Bakey, I can tell you how much money we made from sending an email, right? That's powerful. I mean, what, you know, most restaurateurs will joke with you and say, you know, I know half of my marketing works, I just don't know which half. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're using a tool like Bakey, you absolutely know. Okay, so what's the next part of the customer journey? Well, I think all restaurants should send feedback. They should ask for feedback after the experience. And I think the best way to get feedback is via text message, right? Text messages have like a 99% deliverability rate. 
and 97% of all text messages are read in 30 seconds. So, you know, 30 minutes or an hour after you've dined with me or you've placed an order, I would send a text message that said, how was it? Uh, for that, I use technology called Ovation. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's ovationup.com. It's one of my favorite pieces of technology, right? Mm-hmm. And in that, I'm also going to ask you to share a review. Like, hey, if you liked it, do you want to share your thoughts on Google or Yelp? Okay. What happens then? If you leave a review for me on Google or Yelp, I should respond to you. Because if you came into my store and I said, how was your meal? And you said it was great. I would say thank you. And if I said, how was your meal? And you're like, well, the glass was chipped. You forgot my ranch sauce. You know, the waiter was a jerk. Mm -hmm. If there was a problem, I would take care of it right there on the spot. Well, you should reply to reviews in the same manner. How are you going to do that? Well, I would use Marquee again, M-A-R-Q-I-I. I use Marquee to manage my my reviews and to also look into all of it, right? And the next thing I would do is I would set up a loyalty program. So, you know, the more frequently you dine, maybe you're earning points or specialty experiences or, you know, we want to promote something really cool to our VIPs and you need a loyalty program. And I would use a company called Spendgo, S-P-E-N-D-G-O. And that right there, along with my... Um, along with my, my, you know, my point of sale provider, that is the technology stack that I suggest to most restaurants. Um, the other thing here, at least in America, uh, the number one way other than search that restaurants find new guests is through Facebook and Instagram advertising. And if you've ever logged into Facebook Business Manager, it's definably a headache, maybe uh, a migraine. Uh, <laughs> and because I don't want a migraine, I use a company called Targetable, Uh, And Targetable does all of my Facebook and Instagram marketing for me. And so that tech stack right there is is less than $1,000 a month, right? And somebody might be like, oh my God, I don't want to spend $1,000 a month on technology. Well, $12,000 for technology is significantly cheaper than an employee, right? And I don't know what your budget looks like as an independent operator to hire a marketing person, but let's say... With, with benefits, with hiring, with training, with onboarding, you know, f- at, at, at a minimum 50, 60, 70 grand. Are you kidding me? At a minimum, me? yeah. Yeah, I'll take the $12,000 tech and then maybe hire an agency for a couple grand a month and have, you know, not have to worry about that person getting a better job in six months or them not showing sure, like, it's the way to go. Absolutely. No, thanks. Thanks very much, Rev, for for these very insightful tips. And I, I I definitely think a lot of restaurant owners will will love these, and especially the hands-on like technologies that you've that you've used that that you've mentioned the tech stack. Thank you very much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. It was a sincere pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.